Chronicles, Season 3, Episode 18, On the Hook. Yacinta, sit rep, please. We have a suspect, just about to leave the club. I have external cameras ready, ma'am. Good. I think we should wait a few minutes and then have Sharo leave as the bait. Get Alex and Costas to shadow her and also have a backup squad behind them. Okay. The suspect has left the lock and is walking away. He's purchasing a coffee at Mum's and has sat on a stool with a good view of the inn. Seems a little weird. Looks like he's waiting for Sharo to leave. Alex, hold back. Don't exit the inn. Don't follow Sharo out the main door yet. Repeat, the suspect is watching the door. Let Sharo out. Then I'll give the word once I see what he does on the cameras. Roger. I'm changing my shoes for some trainers in case I need to run. Okay. Now, are you wearing the protective titanium skull cap under your wig? Yes, and it itches like crap. Good. Then we're ready. Yacinta, I'm in the vestibule corridor, about to exit the inn. Okay, Sharo has exited. Roger on that. Rudy, did you hear that? Yes, I'm in the loop. The suspect has left his coffee and is following Sharrow. Alex, I'll wait until he's 20 metres past the indoor. Roger. I don't have much cover near the inn, so let's not be too hasty. Alex, time for you to shadow. Don't get too close. Roger that. Yacinta, I have Slim with some backup going to the previous crime scene. He's going to stake it out. There will be RCBS troops shadowing Alex. Don't get too close. I think this one is skittish. He keeps looking around. I have to keep ducking behind pipework. Roger that, Alex. Can you hold your camera feed a little more steady, please? You try and sneak and duck and dive behind pipes and hold this mini cam. It's not easy. Oh, shit. We have a problem. Robo-taxi. Is it slowing down? Yes. It's pulling level with the suspect. Shit, he just got in. Looks like we've been busted. Don't make any assumptions. Just keep walking steadily until the cab is gone. Damn it. I was looking forward to the interrogation with Slim. Patience, folks. Sometimes if you want to catch the big fish, you have to take your time. You seem to grab all the footage of the suspect. Let's regroup in CNC and figure out what to do next. So look. We have a suspect and we know the lure worked. What we have to do is repeat the whole process. If I could make the suggestion, ma'am, 
that next time we also deploy drones with anti-noise systems to watch from above. That way, if he gets into a cab, we could follow him to his home address and then do more investigation. We'd have to have RCBS drone operators in a following cab. That could be easily arranged. Yes, that's a good idea. Any others? I think I should be the lure, without insulting Sharrow in any way. I do have better combat chops. And perhaps deflect the suspect from thinking that he's being followed if a different lure presents itself. He's clearly very cautious. Sharrow, what do you think? Oh, I agree. I think perhaps I was slightly too feminine. I think it puts off the potential killer. I think he has a thing for male-looking drag performers. Perhaps he needs to make a point. So you think I look like a man in drag? No, of course not. But you do have stronger features. Stronger features. Hmm. Well, we don't really have a clue as to the motivations at this point. Perhaps you do have a point on changing the lure. It's what you do when you're fishing anyway, if you're not catching the fish. It is strange that he seemed to want to display his results. The corpse was positioned as if to make a point. It was definitely moved after the killing to another position. That's quite unusual. Alex is much better at the close-in combat. She's got a lot more real-world experience. I'm more of a cakes and crochet kind of girl. Okay. Then, Alex, are you good for this? Absolutely. Game on. I agree with the bait swap. However, don't think for one minute that lets you get out of more practice for your show. It was a travesty of errors. It was simply not up to retrograde standards. Hey, I didn't want to do it in the first place. I did warn you. With me, you get what's on the tin. Well, the tin will have to be further refined by Maurice. Well, I think you looked cute. You've actually got good legs. If we could only get them out of normal on armor. I was surprised you didn't turn an ankle in those shoes as well. You must be learning something. Cute? I don't want to be cute. I'm a warrior princess. Well, the princess part was correct. You know what happens to performers who get a reputation for being difficult to work with? No. What happens? They don't get out again, and they get the bums rush out of the retrograde. That's what happens. Please, girls, simmer down. Let's move on. Let's focus on how better to snare the suspect. I think we repeat the show. Hopefully improved, but see if we can get the suspect to interact with Alex this time. Since she is, as she says, the warrior princess. Look, there is one thing I do want to bring up. Yes? Well, you're already assuming that this person is the killer. We don't know that at all. You're making assumptions. He might just be a creep. We need to ensure that we're open-minded. This means we still work the rest of the patrons at the bar in case it's someone else. Okay, so you're saying we need to wait until we know for sure that the killer is the killer? We could just chuck them out a lock, but then we would be no better than the prey we seek. Okay then, cue floor chair quickly. So, if anyone should ask about you and me, you have two alternatives. You can either say, Oh yes, it's true. We're living in delicious sin. Or you can simply tell the truth and say, I met this perfectly marvelous girl in this perfectly wonderful place as I 
considerably improved from last week. Well, it is true what they say about practice then. We've been working hard all week. So, you come here regularly? Oh yes. I like to watch the drag acts. I must say, they're very strong. Your face makeup is very feminine. Thank you. It does take a lot of effort. Uh, I mean, I have to hide my manly side. It takes quite a lot of work. You do have amazing legs for a man. <laughs> well, there are two of them, and they reach the ground. What can I say? It is a strange thing, this reversal of gender, isn't it? Well, it's not strange to me. It's my profession. I do it every day. Sometimes I just think it would be easier to just be a woman full-time. But that would be an abomination of nature, wouldn't it? Don't you think it might persuade others down the wrong path? Well, my act may be an abomination, but this art form is as old as mankind. Also, anyone that comes in here is a long way down the wrong path already, so I don't really see the problem. Ghost, gin and tonic, please. Yes, but what about the young ones? Don't you think you might be turning them to sin? You can't change people's natures. There's no turning. People just get to be free to express what they feel anyway. You do have rather conservative views for someone propping up a drag bar. Oh, look, I'm just going for a break, but when I get back, would you like some fresh air? Maybe. Uh, yes, okay. I need a smoke. Yes, thank you. Now, 
Where are my cigarettes? Lip gloss. It just found the vein cycle. I thought that was tomorrow. It makes the BC so wet, drab and misty. Yes, it is annoying, but it's all part of simulating a planet. Sometimes they move the schedule around. It makes the rain seem more real. Well, I hope you're comfortable. Be careful, the sidewalks are slippery. You're very tall in those shoes. Yes, you get used to them, I guess. Sit rep, Costas. They're moving towards me and away from the inn. They'll be here in 30 seconds. I'm ready. Okay, hold until we're sure. Yeah, mate, I'm sure. He's a creep. It's written all over him. Well, don't go off prematurely. We need to see the weapons. I guess you feel superior to the regular punters in that get-up. What? No, of course not. What the hell are you on about? Listen, buddy, it's a show costume. I'm a performer. There's a big difference between a drag queen and a transgendered person. I'm a man wearing some clothes, okay? You should more than understand that. As a regular visitor to the retrograde... Well... It's about time a sinner like yourself feels a message from God. Go, go. I really don't think so. Uh, Red, go. I see where Alex is engaged. You murdering bastard. Ah, ah, that hurt. Next time you want to knock in a nail, try someone else, you bastard. workout and these heels can do some serious damage uh, shit you're right now that's weird so she was in drag too oh, let me out of here this is illegal holding someone against their will after what you've done you have the gall to remind me of human rights that is a very convoluted chain of logic. Look, I'm just here to find out more about you. After that, we'll let the proper authorities deal with you. Well, the authority that I report to is God. This is the only authority that I can be judged by. Be that as it may, I'm just wanting to understand your work and your motivations. How long have you been in New London? I arrived five years ago with a Christian father's mission. I don't understand. You're a female, even though you're presenting as a male. How could you be with a male order? No, that's easy. The acolytes themselves have to be male. But ancillary staff, such as cooks and cleaners, can be either gender. I came as a cleaner. I see. Did you do God's work before you came to New London? No, I was not enlightened during that period. So when did you become enlightened? Well, once I came to New London, I wanted to get away from the Brothers' Order and left to do general cleaning work, mainly in the top end of town. So how come you're in the Ben Cubbon? Cleaning work does not pay. My circumstances were diminished. Though that's something I suspect you've never experienced. Well, you shouldn't make assumptions. I've had my fair share of hard times. 
not as hard as I have had. I was forced to live in the Ben Coven and was in amongst the sinners. I actually shared a flat with a transgendered male to female. I could see the internal struggles every day. So, wouldn't that give you more sympathy and insight into how tough it can be for people of these persuasions? Why do you think I'm not sympathetic? In fact, the very reason I do this work is to put them out of the misery of their existence in this life. You mean kill them? Well, it's the only way to move their spirits on to the next existence. God just wants them to be happy. So does God communicate this to you? Oh yes. He speaks to me every day. You mean you hear a voice? What does he sound like? It's a deep, soft, female voice. Of course, I'm not sure if it is God or one of his messenger angels. So does, um, she ask for you to specifically retire an individual person? Oh no, nothing so specific. It is my role to select the targets. I look for particularly tortured souls, the ones who would benefit the most from being transported to the next life. So why do you dress as a man when you are in fact a woman? Is this not the very behaviour that you're seeking to release the uh, chosen one from and to move them on? Yes, but I'm forced to dress in this repugnant manner by my mission. I need to appeal to the chosen ones and mostly they want to meet men. Surely God is not particularly interested in the clothes that someone wears. They are, after all, just some cloth. It's not the clothes. It's the misrepresentation of their designated soul path. What happens if the soul path is one that's different from their physical body? That can never happen, because God makes that decision before birth, and God is infallible. I see. So, how many souls have you moved on to a new life? Well, when I first started, I found the work very hard. But in recent years, I have perfected my mission and have become more productive. Did you say years? Yes. I've been working on this for five years now. So, how successful have you been? Oh, quite. If you look in my bag, there is a small book. Each page is dedicated to one of my clients. Oh, that is interesting. Now, if you'd excuse me for a second, I would like to show my colleagues the diligence of your work. How'd you go, Rudy? You look pale. She is seriously mentally ill and is hearing voices from God instructing her to kill. It's hard for me not to punch her in the face. Now, we need to look in her bag. She's got a victim record. It's a small book. She's been killing people for five years. Jeez. Okay, let's find it. Is this it? Oh my God, there must be a hundred pages. Not all are used. Small mercies. Find the last page. It's about half full. Oh, shit. There are hair samples on each page. See the sticky tape? We might be able to extract DNA from the roots. 
So our killer has probably killed perhaps up to 50 people. Oh my God, why haven't the police gotten on to all the bodies? New London's a massive habitat, Rudy. 50 people could be easily disposed of. The impact generators, recyclers, compositors, they'd easily hide dead bodies. Jeez, it doesn't bear thinking about. What are we going to do about her? We can't release her to the cops because as far as they're concerned, she's innocent. She'll be back to her killing in days. We have no choice. We have to stop her. I think we need to invite her onto her next life as she's done with her victims. She can then have a one-to-one conversation with a maker. I've told her we'll hand her over to the proper authorities. Can you and Slim grab some fake cop uniforms? I'll go back in and keep chatting. You come in as soon as you can, grab her and sedate her, then space her out the nearest lock. I can't see any other way. My pleasure, Mum. Okay, let me take a breath. You took your time. Well, I was admiring the diligence of your work. You've certainly been busy. Well, it's God's work. There's only one problem I see. Yes? Well, what if perhaps God doesn't exist and that the voices you are hearing are in fact audio illusions caused by unbalanced brain chemistry? Wouldn't that be a problem? Because then it might appear that you've been killing perfectly innocent people. Have you thought of that? Yes, I did consider that. But God reassured me that that was not the case. I won't accept criticism from one of the people that run this infernal place. You are forever damned. Well, my damnation status is between me and my God. So I don't think you are qualified to judge anyone. Don't think we'll be meeting again. But before you go, I just want you to know a few facts about your last victim. You'll never know him, but you would be hard-pressed to know a more honest and generous person than that poor boy you killed. If anything, he represented all the virtues that you claim to represent. Now, when you meet your God, I would like you to ask him about this and consider what a cruel, heartless God he is. The authorities will come through that door any minute. Goodbye. No! No, please! Don't make us put the chains on. Just one question before you go. Yes. Did you bring a vacuum suit? episode was produced by Melanie Blizzard and written by Melanie Blizzard. The voices you have heard were Adney Ekendeo playing Sophie, Barry Howarth playing Maurice, Chun Wei Sin playing Chen, Helen Ekendeo playing Alex, Costas and Sharo, Joanne Oliver playing Rudy, Mitzi Clifford playing Faber and Jacinta. Vivian Braybrook playing Gander. Angel and May is produced by a not-for-profit actors group. Any funds contributed via Patreon will be 100% allocated to future products. <laughs>